This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us today. We have been having some awesome, awesome shows over the last four, five, six weeks. If you missed the shows a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the Father's Rights Movement. We had Derek Gunby. Powerful, powerful show. Go back to log on to Blog Talk Radio dot com or soundcloud dot com log into the father matters website go to the father matters facebook page we 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 have just been doing some powerful powerful workshops we were talking about the father matters new parent ambassador program that we have going on we had pastor stewart last month in february talking about the march through the madness i mean just tune in but what, what really hit my heart we've been getting a lot of requests from guys wanted, wanting me to do a couple of the topics from the Father Matters workshops on the air. And for a while, I've been putting it off and saying this won't be the same. And then sat down with Jeremy, our, our engineer here at, at the Father Matters show, and it's like, you know what, let's just do this intimate and let's just make it kind of be more like a one-on-one, like it's just me talking to you. And because it's deep, because a lot of guys were dealing with some of the things. So I put it out there through email, said, well, which two topics would you want to hear? And communication came up uh, really, really big. And our topic that we cover, responsibility. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to slowly unpack this over the next few weeks. And we're going to jump into communication today. But I'm telling you right now, it's most likely going to be a part one and part two. Because... I'm going to slowly unpack this and and do this how we do it in a workshop, minus having 40 to 50 guys in there and going back and forth with questions. But we definitely want to get this going. But before I get communication going, which is one of the topics for Father Matters, I would like to know if you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to fathermatters.org and click the donate to Father Matters icon. We really, really need your help. We can really use your support. Um, we've got so many services and programs that we are offering for free, but it's not it's not free to provide these services. So we would really appreciate you considering partnering with Father Matters. And uh, also, I want you to know that this month, March, is our 20th anniversary. March of 1997, I founded Father Matters in my friend's studio apartment with a pack of chocolate chip cookies, four kitchen chairs, and a, 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 a pot of coffee and chocolate chip cookies. And now here we are 20 years later doing radio shows, I authored three books, been all around the country three, four times, and we are still here. And we're still here because of people like you who partnered with Father Matters, who who really want to get behind the cause of fathering, not bashing the other spouse, but just have, having and helping men be the best fathers that they can be. So really consider partnering with us and, and help us go into this year This spring, this summer of 2017, with a bang. We really need your help. There's not a lot of support for fathering programs and agencies out there. So when one comes up, 
Get behind that fatherhood program. You know, do your research and, you know, sure, make sure they're doing the things that they say they're going to do. But I'm going to tell you, it's not a lot of support for fathers out there. So when we do come along, help us out a little bit. Partner with us so we can can be mentors and we can partner with other men and and put on events and workshops, okay? So we really need your support. So what I'm going to do is kick off our first topic and uh, for this two weeks, what we're going to do in communication. So if you have a pen or pad, I always tell people, especially men, the three most important words for a man are what? That's what I say. And people say, I love you. I'll be there. You know, those type of things. And those are very, very important words. But the three most important words for a father, for a husband, for a man, the three most important words are write it down. We've got to write down our goals. We have to write down our dreams. We got to stop this one day I'm going to stuff. If we're not writing it down and looking at our goals and dreams every day, we're going to drift away. We're going to we're going to go back to that lifestyle. So we've got to write stuff down. What kind of father you want to be? What kind of husband do you want to be? What kind of job do you want to have? What kind of business do you want to start? So when you just write that down, you say, I want to start a landscaping business. Okay, now write it down and say, now, how many trucks you want to own? How many people you want to work for you? What kind of equipment do you want to have? And then find out what would it take for you to get those things. So we're going to start off. I'm going to give you a lot of stuff. You can always go back on on the show and listen again, rewind. But I really want you to tune into this, and I really want you to have a, a, a pad and a piece of paper and write this stuff down because I'm going to be saying things that, like, basically when this show is over, 80 to 90% of the stuff that I'm going to say, you're going to forget. So in communication, one of our most important conversational skills doesn't come from our tongue but from our body. And research shows that over 70% of communication is nonverbal body language. 70% nonverbal body language. So if, if a friend of mine asked me for $50 for just whatever reason, and if I took that $50 and if I crumpled up that $50 and threw it to my friend, what did I just say nonverbally? What I said with my body language is take this money. I'm not First National Bank. Um, and the next time I see you, you better have my money. Now, my tongue did not say that, but the way I just crumpled it up, took it out of my pocket and just threw it to the person. But if that same person asked me for that same $50 and, I, and if I took that $50 out and placed it in my friend's hand like a feather, what did I just say? What I just said non-verbally is whenever you need something, come to me. I got you. I'm your man. OK. And if I don't have it. I give you half of what I have. So also realize the same thing with our children. Understand the same thing with our spouse. If, if I'm reading a paper on the couch and my son comes up to me and want to show me a picture and I don't drop the newspaper and I'm just saying, wow, son, that's great. Good job. That my body language is saying this newspaper, this remote control is that I'm watching television with is more important than what you want to show me, than what you want to say to me. Same thing with my daughters. Same thing with my spouse. I can remember one time my wife was cooking and I, I had my laptop on the kitchen table and she was to my left. So while she was cooking on the stove, she was just sharing about some things about her and a couple of her girlfriends. Now I'm typing away on the laptop and saying, oh, wow, really? Wow. And then what happened? I remember clear as day, my wife put the, st- the spatula down and looked right at me and said, you're not listening to a thing I'm saying. Now, to me, I can hear everything she's saying. 
But since I'm not, my body language is saying this computer is more important. My body language is saying this screen is more important. Even though I was listening with my ears, you know, all I could have done is said, hey, babe, can you give me five minutes? Let me let me finish this email. And then I want to hear all about it. Or I could have just stopped for five minutes and turned my body and listened to what she was saying. So over 70 percent of communication is nonverbal body language. And from here on out, as fathers, men, husbands, let's seek first to understand, then to be understood. Let's seek first to understand what our spouse is trying to say to us. Let's seek first to understand what our child or children are saying to us, then to be understood. This is why we have two ears and one mouth. From here on out, we need to commit to listen twice as much. And I still struggle with that. I, 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 I'll just blur out the mouth with, at my children. I'll blur off at the mouth with my spouse. And I'm, not, and I'm not listening to anything they say. I just want to get off my chest what I got to say. And also a part of communication is let's listen with your eyes. Check your body language. Like I just said, if I would have just stopped typing on the laptop for a few minutes and just looked at my wife while she was talking, you know what else I found out? What took her 30 minutes to explain to me, she could probably do in 17 minutes or less because I'm paying attention to her. My eyes. So listen with your eyes. And not all, but the average family has the TV on seven hours a day and the average couple talks 20 minutes a week. That comes down to three minutes a day. Now, I'm going to say this again. The television is on seven hours a day. The average couple talks 20 minutes a week, which breaks down to three minutes a day. And for a lot of us as husbands and fathers, that's that's like what? Coming in after work, going to the refrigerator, whatever, you grab a cold drink, uh, uh, Coca-Cola, a beer, whatever you do. You grab that drink, you grab the remote control, put on your house slippers and say, hey, babe, I'm home. Uh, Call me when dinner is ready. You know, but the television is on seven hours a day. Also, how about consistency? We have got to be consistent as fathers, consistent as husbands, consistent as men. I got this part here where I says Joe Blow, he punishes this one guy, punishes his daughter for lying. And then while doing his taxes, forget to report the extra $200 he made one weekend. Or the son who listens to his dad's lectures concerning sexual purity until the son one day is in the garage working on his bicycle and he need a pair of pliers and he goes into his dad's toolbox. And when he opens up his dad's toolbox, it's a stack of pornography DVDs, pornography magazines. But he just heard his dad a few days ago talk about saving himself, being pure for that person, that one special person. We've got to be consistent. The cover of our communication, one of our topics in the workshop, I love it. It says, what you say, I cannot hear, but what you do speaks so loudly. I'm going to say it again. What you say, I cannot hear, but what you do speaks so loudly. So, so what we say, husband, what we say, dad, what we say, friend, our spouse can't hear, our children can't hear, but what we do speak so loudly. I, I, I get on the guys that you, you can't have your wife at home and telling your wife that you love her, but you got a girlfriend down the road. What you say, she can't hear, but what we do speak so loudly. 
And in the workbook of communication, we have uh, a session called Take Inventory. And number one in Take Inventory, the question is this. Do you have a habit that you do not want your children to pattern? Do you have a habit that you do not want your children to pattern? And some of you might be listening right now like, I don't, I don't understand this question. Some of you do understand this question. Do you have a habit that you do not want your children to pattern? Such as drinking, smoking, lazy, laziness, lying. What are you doing right now as a father that you would not want your child, your children, or your grandchildren to pattern? Now, I'm going to keep going for the sake of time and we're on radio, but I want you to, to, to write some of this stuff down. I remember when I was uh, growing up in Baltimore, I'm originally from Baltimore, and in the third grade, I was considered a latchkey kid. And a latchkey kid is that kid who has the key to his home while the parents are at work. So my mom was a single mom, and she used to work from 2 p.m. to midnight. Now, we're talking back in the late 70s, so when you worked graveyard and swing shift, you made a little extra money. But I had a friend named Scotty who lived probably two, three blocks from me, and Scotty had a stay-at-home mom. And Scott's dad would go to work every day, but me, Scotty, Tony, Anthony, four or five of us, we're all in the third grade, seven, eight years old, third grade, uh, we would go to Scotty's house in the morning and then we would walk to school because the school was probably another two blocks from Scotty's house. But when we would leave, we would go through Scotty's refrigerator, uh, uh, through Scotty's garage. And in his dad's garage, his dad had a refrigerator. And in that refrigerator, I know I'm going to date myself. I told you it's the 70s, but every, every shelf in that refrigerator was stacked with Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. I guess that was like the Budweiser back in those days. And what we would do one to two days a week, we would take one to two cans out of his dad's stash. Now, when there's like probably, I don't know, 50 to 70 cans on four or five shelves, you think his dad is going to miss one to two, maybe three cans of beer? Of course not. And we knew how to make it look like it was still full. So we would take a can from one shelf and slide the other cans up and take another can from the next shelf, slide that up. Now, what we would do is put two or three of these things in in our backpacks and we would go to school. Now, remember, the beer was in the refrigerator cold in the garage. So all day the beer is now getting warm, getting room temperature. Now, remember, Scotty's had the stay-at-home mom because people say it's great to have a stay-at-home parent. Yeah, it is. But guess what? After school, we would go to Vance's house where we did all our dirt because Vance's mom wouldn't get home till midnight. So it's three to five of us in my living room drinking warm Paps Blue Ribbon beer, eating kicks, and smoking cigarette butts out of the ashtray. Now, I don't smoke or drink today at all because one time I got so sick And I remember trying to clean up all this, the vomit and everything, the best that I could, you know. But parents know my mom came home. I was still awake because my stomach was hurting. My mom came home and I was pretending that I was sick, but she could smell the sickness in my in my bathroom. She came in that room and first thought I was like like sick as had a virus or something. But she also can smell the stench. Of that beer, that alcohol, that smoking. And I got the spanking of my life. And to this day, I'm 48 years old. To this day, I can still taste 
the stench and smell the stench of cigarettes and beer. So I don't not smoke a drink today because I'm some health nut. It's like I got so sick when I was in the third grade. So these are some of the things I'm talking about. Do you have a habit that you do not want your children to pattern? We're going to go into the commercial break. But when we get back, I got about three, four more questions for you for taking inventory. Hi, this is Vance Sims, host of the Father Matters Show. Would you consider partnering with us? Father Matters is a nonprofit ministry that's listener-supported and relies on donations and grants. All funds raised go directly to Father Matters mentoring programs for families, which means that your donation will help important projects that service children and families. For more information about partnering with us, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. Together, let's build stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. Welcome back to the Father Matters Show. We're listening to, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing one of the topics, communication, from a Father Matters workshop. I've been asked for many, many months to do some of the topics from the workshop. And now listen, if you want to get more of communication, if you want to get more of some of the topics that we're not going to cover on the Father Matters show, join us Thursday, April 6th for our Father's Mentoring Father's Workshop. And, and you will be joined with 40 to 50 other men uh, from around the valley. And, 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 and it's really powerful when men are talking back and forth and we're all getting involved. So I'm just going to be touching on some of this stuff this week and next week. And but join us April 6th for the Father Matters Father's Mentoring Father's Workshop. And for more information about that, log on to fathermatters.org. But and also, if you're just tuning in to the show, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. So we were just going over number one before the commercial break. Do you have a habit that you do not want your children to pattern? You can go back and catch that because I want to jump right into number two. I mean, I only got less than 10 minutes before the show. I'm only on number two of communication. Number two is when you are not at home, do you have a habit accessible to your babysitter or kids to experience? Do you have a habit when you are not at home? Do you have a habit accessible for your babysitter or kids to experience? Think about it. You're thinking, hmm, no, not really. But let me give you some. How about do you have cigarette butts in the ashtray, matches, adult books or videos laying around, your car keys, your weapons? I, 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 I share this a lot, but I ask people at the workshops when the men are coming to the workshop. I said, do you know when is the most popular time during the day, during the week for accidental deaths amongst children? In elementary through middle school, and they look around, they say uh, Friday nights or Saturdays uh, at parties. And I tell them, you know what? No, it's between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday because the parents are not at home. 
most accidental, I don't know if you want to call it accidental, but most teen pregnancies occur between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Why? Because the parents are not at home. They are still at work. And there's nothing sadder than when you hear uh, 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 two little children who, you know, at school, little elementary kids say, hey, I know where my dad keep his guns. And I know where he keeps his ammunition because as a father, as a man, you say, well, I keep my gun in the closet and I keep my ammunition under the bed or whatever. And we think our child or children don't know this, but our children don't do what we say. Our children do what we do. And believe me, they know a whole lot more than we think that they know. And when these little boys go home. And the little boy put the clip in the gun. And unlike video games, when you shoot someone, you can't hit reset and start the game over. When you shoot someone, you're not bouncing back. And then you hear about a second, fourth, fifth grader who accidentally shot and killed his classmate. He shot him in the head playing with his father's gun. Because we've got to be sure that what you have at home, that it is not accessible. Do you lock that gun up in the lockbox? Cigarette butts in the ashtray. I'll, I'll use myself as well. My mom used to throw parties when I was little. And what her and her friends used to do, I used to always wonder why my mom had like a, a, a little burnt mark on her little uh, point, pointing finger. And I, I found out one time I was watching her, what her friends used to do when they used to smeak, smoke marijuana at these little house parties. The, the, the joint would get all the way down to like really they can't smoke it anymore. So it would like burn the tip of their finger. So what my mom and her friends used to do is they would get cigarettes and they would roll out the tip of the cigarette and then that, 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 that joint would become what they call a roach back in Baltimore. I don't know what they call it today or whatever. They would put the roach in the tip of the cigarette, twist the cigarette, and now they can smoke the roach and then finish with the cigarette without burning their fingers. And remember what I said, our kids don't do what we say, they do what we do. So I remember my mom would hide her matches when she wouldn't be home, but leave cigarette butts in the ashtray. She would leave little the joints or a little marijuana roaches in the ashtray. So what me and my friends would do, we would get those little top papers that they used to make joints with, and we would just mix Newport cigarette butts with Pall Mall 100 gold cigarette butts, cool cigarette butts with whatever, with a roach, and we would make our own cigarettes. And smoke the cigarettes and, and smoke the roach. And I can remember being home one time and my mom was on her phone. And this was back in those days when you had the phone in the kitchen. But the cord, you can basically walk to the store and back because the cord, you can go all the way through the house with it. And I remember seeing my mom walk from room to room talking to one of her girlfriends on the phone saying, I don't know what I did with my roach. I left my roach, which was the little joint, in my ashtray in my room. And I'm in the living room thinking, me and my, me and my friends, we smoked that. I didn't tell her. But it's like, I'm not going to admit that, but it's like she would hide her cigarettes, hide the matches, but leave the cigarette butts in the ashtray. And it was always enough in there. By the time you put five, six, seven, 12 cigarette butts together, we're making a little making a little homemade cigarette. Number three, especially for the men out there that are weekend dads. Listen to this, fellas. If you are a weekend dad, do you pick up your children with the new girlfriend and do you spend your visitation time with her tagging along? If you are a weekend dad, do you pick up your child or children with your new girlfriend and do you spend your visitation time with her tagging along? I'm going to get into this later, but 
you know, I, I was my mom was a single mom, you know, raising me. And my dad and I have a great friendship today, you know, because I was able to find out some things later. But going back to when I was five through seven years old, I I can remember literally uh, seeing my dad maybe two to three times a year. And every time my dad would come, he had a different woman in the car with him. And I remember him coming home, not coming home, but coming over and getting so angry with me because he thought that my mom had had it set up for me to have an attitude. So when he comes over, I wouldn't want to go with him. That was furthest from the truth. I wanted to go with my dad. I wanted to be with my dad, but I didn't know who this woman was. So he wanted me to say hi to this woman. I'm like, I don't know her. I didn't know the last woman that he brought. But how does a five through seven through nine year old express that? So I just kept my head down and my dad got upset. And what he did is he took me, he drove off, but I spent the weekend at my dad's mom's house that weekend because I, in my heart, I felt that he was angry at me, thought I had a little attitude. So I spent the weekend with my grandmother, his dad, his mom that weekend and not with him. But I'll tell you one thing. If you are a weekend dad, wait three to six months before you start introducing your new girlfriend to your child or children. And now what I'm going to do, I'm going I'm, I'm to pick up next week right at this question because I'm going to get deep because I'm going to share some stuff with you that need to be told. Okay, and need to be heard. So go back to the top of this show. Tell some friends about this show. So for now, thank you for listening to the Father Matters show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless.